0: Hi, everybody. This is Tracy, and I'm delighted you've joined me for this episode of Good Life Stories. I created this podcast because I believe we are all seeking connection, and what better way to do that than through story? So get ready. These stories are meant to suck you in. Welcome to Good Life Stories. Hey, this is Tracy with Good Life Stories. I am so excited for you to listen to today's episode with Wendy Peterson of stylebywendy.com. I met Wendy a while back at an event, listened to her speak, and was absolutely fascinated by her basically psychology approach to helping people with style. But I got to learn a lot more about her today. And I know you're really, really gonna enjoy hearing uh, Wendy's stories. So here we go. Hey everybody! This is Tracy with Good Life Stories. Today I am here with Wendy, and I'm so excited to have her here. She and I met at an event a while back, but she's got a really fun background. For you know, for Wendy, she attended an all women's college and has degrees in both uh, biology and studied French. Has lived in Seattle for about a decade, and has a really fun career. And I think we'll spend a little more time talking about that later, but simply wanted to get started today and dive right in. So, you know, Wendy, when I ask people, I always asking about their, you know, top three life stories and yours, you said is something about a situation that happened when you were working in corporate America for medical sales. What oh. in the world? Where? Okay. First of all, like where were you working? Like what happened? Yeah, I forgot.
1: I wrote that. Um, it's it's just a funny story that I didn't know was funny at the time. But when I tell people about it, my best friend's sister to this day, I had that job in my 20s and I'm now into my 40s. She still brings it up. So I worked for a company called Hoveround and it was a power wheelchair company. So these are these are wheelchairs that it's like on a joystick and the majority of people that You know, these chairs go to our, they're either missing limbs or they're paralyzed in some way, whatever the situation may be. They might just be really old and have super bad, like COPD, where they can't breathe and walk. Anyway, they're pretty severely limited if they're looking into getting a power wheelchair for their legs. Okay, so I was asked to cover the territory in Utah where a representative. Um, had quit or whatever happened, but they had a bunch of leads and they needed someone to cover it. So my boss asked me to fly down there. And you have to rent a van. It's like a big white. I, it's like a white rapist van. I hate saying that word, but that's exactly yeah. you, you. have a picture of it in your <laughs> mind when I say that. So
0: the white panel the van white panel with
1: no windows <laughs> on it because there's no seating. It's just <laughs> a van to carry these power wheelchairs, which are quite large. And when I'm showing sure. and test driving these power wheelchairs. I have to demo them, so I demonstrate them. And depending on the size of the person, right? If they're if they're a size positive person, like three hundred fifty pounds or something, that's a different chair than someone that's you know a hundred pound grandma that's missing a leg from diabetes or something. Okay, so right. I'm I'm in Utah. Utah's this area is super hot and dry. I've got. This rental van, I go to the warehouse, pick up the three power chairs I need to demo for my whole week. And I make sure the batteries are charged because they go 20 miles on a single battery, but you have to tell the clients I can only go 10 miles in one direction or 10 miles because you have to get back, right? So 10 miles in one direction, (laughs) 10 miles back. All right. So I'm in the van, the rapist van, 20 something drive down the road, and something is just not right with the van like it's kind of lurching and it's just not a smooth ride and i'm on a highway and my little garmin tells me i'm like three miles away from my destination so i'm close but but legit the van is not going to make it three miles something's wrong so i pull over on the side of the road but i've got to make this appointment i'm like i'm you know this this elderly person is waiting for me (laughs) to, to be on time for them. You know, the appointments are always at their house. So I take out the power wheelchair and I ride it to the appointment three miles down the road. So, and that's, that's the story. (laughs) (laughs) And I sold the power chair. And then after the appointment, I rode it back, you know, to the van and called AAA and got that fixed. But my boss was like, you are... He's like, you're amazing. I would have canceled the appointment, (laughs) dealt with the car. And my friend is like, I can just imagine you driving down the highway on the power wheelchair, you know, trying to make the sale. You've got your laptop in your lap and this little curly haired girl like going down the road. But
0: like, just just the vision of you, you know, going as fast as you possibly can, like on the shoulder you know with freeway zooming yeah. by you know and you're just this you know determined <laughs> <laughs> and i had
1: to take my garmin with me because you know that tells you right. where to go so anyway right.
0: <laughs> like trying to navigate with your yeah. garmin and
1: not die this was, was before not... iphone so it didn't like the, the phone right. i had didn't have a map app you know nowadays right. it's like to... it's a, we'd carry a computer with us but back in those days it was right. like, a push button cell phone, so right. Anyway, yes. that's
0: yeah. You probably had the little slide off keyboard yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that's the funny story that I still never live down. And when everybody asks me about oh my past goodness. work experiences, I always bring that up.
0: Past work. Oh my god. Yeah, that's okay. That's a really good one. That's a good one. I love it. Okay, so I was curious about you because when I was reading and learning a little bit more about you, so. I am curious. You said that you have in your bio, you have a book club.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have a book club that you've been in for a long time? Yeah. Like, or is this just sort of like random book club? Like, is this book club significant?
1: So it it is significant <laughs> and it's not even a book club anymore. So oh, I funny. started this book club ugh, like eight years ago and it was with, so as an entrepreneur, you know, um, about this networking group called BNI, Business Networking International. Mm-hmm. And I was a part of a really robust, awesome group for a long time. We had like over 50 members and we nice. genuinely really supported each other and liked each other and knew each other, you know, and felt comfortable yeah. um, referring each other. And the group functioned on on really high standards. And I, I liked that about yeah. the group. So there was a few people and, and you kind of fall into your little niche when there's that many people. And I asked them, you know, are you interested in starting a book club? I'd, I'd really like to read personal development books. And when I'm held accountable, I'm more likely to get through them. I'm thinking like, you know, a book a month or a book every two months, whatever we decide. And so, uh, four of the five people I asked said yes. And to this day we still meet, but Honestly, we only read maybe like three or four books and what it became was this like a mastermind group where we yeah. discuss business and we support each other when we're having a problem with this thing or um, this technical issue or this client or this marketing. You know, it just became this consistent and, and every one of us owns a different business. So I'm right. I provide a service as a wardrobe stylist. There's a general contractor, there's a therapist, and there's an owner of a gym. So it's all very oh, um, different. And yet we're all entrepreneurs experiencing at some level, all these same like Problem solving situations, right? So, and and we still call it book club. We're like, are we doing book club this month? Are we doing book club this month? Oh, I love it! I
0: love it. Okay, that's hilarious. And I love how things like that happen as an entrepreneur. You know, really being able to grow something and have it be a thing, but it's not the thing you call it.
1: Like those, yeah. It was never the thing I intentionally started out for it to be. But I love what it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just become yeah. this yeah. awesome and I look forward to it. You know, it's like Yeah. And we've been with each other now like through cancer, through divorce, through marriage, through divorce, yeah. like you know, all these yeah. life experiences that we all experience at different times. Um, so And there are things that as
0: entrepreneurs you experience those I feel differently than someone who is an employee. Mm-hmm you know, as an employee, you might have friends going through the same thing. But like, if you're the one actually in charge of the business, and your life is falling apart Mm -hmm. on the outside the business, it's a lot bigger challenge than just showing up every day.
1: And all those things like the medical stuff, like the insurance navigating that, you know, it's not like we're covered or have FMLA or, you know, all these things that my friends in corporate have some of these benefits (laughs) of having. Yeah. Yeah. If you lose your business, you lose your business. Like, right. Right. (laughs) So, right. It's
0: yeah. People, if you've never run your own business, you don't understand the risk involved that you take just having one much less, you know, all the, you know, if you have employees and other mm -hmm. things, but like, even if you're a solopreneur, like just the, if you're not working today, nothing's mm -hmm. happening.
1: Things don't get done. Yeah. Unless you do it. And it,
0: it's a hard concept to explain to people who've never done mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so you just recently went to Sri Lanka. And what I'm curious about is how in the world did you end up liking Sri Lanka? When did you go there the first time? Like, what is, so that's such <laughs> what an, is an interesting yeah. place Why to go. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, because when I look at your, you know, like, you went to a women's college. You've got degrees in biology and you've studied French. You've worked in corporate. You're on your own business. It's like,
1: where did Sri Lanka land in, in Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, wait, I need to make a correction because I thought about this in the introduction. I've studied French yeah. for a really long time, but I don't actually have a degree in it. But, but right. pretty much okay. I feel like I should have, because I've had like eight years of French. I should have like, she yes. have a degree.
0: You probably could test out and get a degree. Well, you, you could suicide. I that mean and...
1: <laughs> I could probably like read at a third or fourth grade level, you know, like that type of thing. Hey,
0: that's but pretty good.
1: Anyway, so I married a man from Sri Lanka. That is how my tie to Sri well, Lanka that's a much
0: simpler <laughs> answer.
1: Yeah. So I married a foreigner, an immigrant, um like that, a brown man, all the all yes. the things. And I've been many many times now um nice. it wasn't until though we were married for let's see it was after a year of being married I think Sri Lanka was at war for a really long time civil war and the war didn't right. end yeah the war didn't end until <laughs> like- after our first year of marriage so I didn't even meet my in-laws until after we were married so yeah it was- <laughs> yeah so now we've been, let's see, my daughter's been three times and she's five, she's going to be six. And then my yeah. twins, this was the first time they, they've they traveled there and they're just three years old, but it was the first time my mother-in-law had met my twins and, nice. you know, they did pretty well on the plane ride. It's such a long time. It's, oh, it's so long. Yeah. Getting yeah. over there. And this time we flew like 10 hours to London, had a five hour layover and then another 10 hours into Sri Lanka. But they were little champs. I was just yeah. like, wow. I was expecting the worst, you know, like that <laughs> mom on the plane. Um
0: with with the screaming, crying yeah. children who are like banging on everything. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah.
1: But I was um really pleasantly surprised. Now what we're dealing with though is the jet lag for real. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing that they're oh, having yeah. a hard time adjusting coming back into the States for sure. Yeah. So Yeah
0: it usually took my kids about a week.
1: Yeah. It's like that
0: where Ugh. you know, most adults it's a couple of days, but like the kids it was like a full on long week. time. No, you know. I know. It <laughs> just takes them longer. Poor little poor little bodies just can't quite get up to it as the way way adults yeah. are. And some of it I think is just the the cognitive weirdness of like what time is it is so different when you're 3. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. You know? I <laughs> mean, part of it they just don't have a concept of time. So when they're not right. they just get up Whereas, like, right. if I wake up and it's 3 a.m., I'm kind of, like, going to force myself back into right, sleep, you right. know?
0: I'm like, I don't want to be awake right now. Yeah,
1: nothing good <laughs> happens at 3 a.m. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so. No. No.
0: Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you, how did you end up going to an all-women's college? Why Why an all-women's college? Why
1: that? Um, so, it was. I went to Cotty College, and... For those that are familiar with the PEO Sisterhood, it's a philanthropic educational organization. That's what it stands for, PEO. Um, okay. I was introduced to that from my grandma and then asked to be a member. And I joined when I was 18. So they are um, owners of this institution, this this college. And she took me down there to visit when I was, I think I was like 17 or 18, you know, a junior, when do you start visiting yeah. college? Junior in high school or senior? Junior.
0: Yeah. So sophomore, junior. Yeah.
1: I went down there and I was kind of pissed because it was the weekend of, I vividly remember this. It was the weekend of warp, which is when girls ask guys to a dance. Yeah. And when you're like yep. 16, you want to go to the dances. I mean, dances are like a big deal to be with your friends and hang out. Yeah. Anyway, I missed that dance, but I ended up going to that college. So at the time it was just a two year, two year school. And then, yeah. uh, now it's a four year, but it was, it was a great decision. Excellent school. Loved it. I've got my best friends yeah. I'll have for my whole life from Cotty college. So
0: nice. Yeah. It's nice. A good school. That's awesome. Okay. And you just, and you studied biology. Yeah.
1: Just general biology.
0: Just general biology.
1: Yeah. So how? Do you, <laughs> like
0: wow. Why? Like, okay. So biology. You know, I know. Well, I mean, science is fascinating, but it's sort of the okay. Like, I I love like looking at people's lives, kind of like puzzle pieces, because you know, like. I love your book club and your kids and you're married to beautiful men from Sri Lanka, you know, and you, and you speak French and you studied biology and you've worked in corporate and like all this fun melding of experience is just so fascinating. Yeah, that
1: is cool. I guess when you just hearing you say that about my life makes me sound really cool. (laughs) But exactly, not, like not, But hearing you say it, I'm like, oh wow,
0: who's that interesting person? <laughs> Who is that cool person? Exactly.
1: <laughs> I just felt super cool. Thanks, Tracy.
0: That was awesome. Good, good. You know, and like that—that's part of why I started this whole thing. Is I kept thinking about all these people I knew, and I'm like, you're amazing. Like, how do you not see this? Oh, that's you know, that's so you, great. It's just so fun. I love that. I absolutely love oh, that. Oh, that's
1: cool. Well, and I will. I, Go ahead. I'm just gonna say, I think you're super cool because of the book you wrote. Like, <laughs> thank I you. I started doing that before I left for Sri Lanka, and it's actually like a workbook. Like, it takes yeah. effort and energy, and I was like, oh, this is good. I'm actually teasing out some things because when you're forced to write things down, like you get so much more clarity. You know, yeah. So that's yeah. your workbook is awesome. In fact, it's right. Thank it's on my you. nightstand, right there. I could turn you around. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So. I'm so excited. Yes, we're doing the official launch in May for Mother's Day. Oh,
1: cool. So that's. Super I'm cool.
0: really, really excited. What a good so, gift for you. moms,
1: actually. Yeah, because it's easy yeah. to do. Like I do it at night when you know after my yeah. kids are in bed. I sit down and just write out a few, a few things. So what a great Mother's yeah. Day gift, actually.
0: Yeah. So totally excited for that. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's been, that was a whole nother project, but, uh, okay. So my favorite thing to ask people is what is their superpower? And I love your response and I feel like it's so you did. So tell me, please, what is your superpower, Wendy? Um,
1: okay. I forget what I wrote down, but the first thing that comes to my mind is like, I have a really good sense of um, like a high level overview, like of seeing people in their situations and where they are, but not going down the rabbit hole with them. Like, um, if that makes sense, like a bird's eye view of anything, like put me in a corporate situation and I can tell you who's doing what and why and how this puzzle piece needs to move here and this needs to be fixed. I don't know what that is, but I can just clearly see big picture. Mm
0: -hmm. it's high level pattern recognition
1: is that i don't even know that it has a name (laughs) i just know that i can do that but i also i have a hard time doing the opposite of that so give me a super detailed thing to fill in on the computer and i am just like drudgery if that makes sense yeah
0: so yeah that that makes sense because yeah for that ability to see big picture in that sense, you're probably really good at explaining things to people because mm-hmm. you can explain on different levels. You can start at the top and, and move your weight into it versus some people can only explain like on that really granular level.
1: Okay. You know? Can you tell me the name of that again? I want to write it down. Yes. <laughs> or do I need to like, I'll re-listen to our podcast, but
0: yeah, no, it's, it's, it's high level pattern recognition.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Cool. So, and and there's a lot of study around that that actually comes from uh, really just overall strategy. Like, if you're looking for someone who wants to be able to build you a really good strategy, they have to be good at that Mm -hmm. because you need to be able to identify things that are happening on a very large scale. So that you can then identify what needs to change in that specific area. You may not even need know the thing that needs to change, but you can see there is a problem here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is where we need to focus. Like I need your, these three people's help on that thing. Cause it's not working, you know, and, and you do this all the time with wardrobe stuff. Cause when, you know, when I was listening to some of your stuff about your, um, style business, that when you sit with someone, you don't just walk into their closet. You sit down and you talk to them about their entire life. Right. That is also pattern recognition because you're listening for things like, do you drive to work? Do you ride the subway? You know, what are, what are the, what are the patterns that exist in your life that your clothes need to support?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you I do that, that
0: every day. Yeah. yeah. So you do that every day, all day. Yeah. <laughs> that is your thing. But like you've figured out how to leverage your superpower into something you love that also really, really helps other people.
1: Yeah. Okay. You know. Cool. You nailed that. I didn't even know I was <laughs> using my superpower, but I guess I. Ta da! Ta da! That's <laughs> awesome. Okay. I read that.
0: I'm like, wow, you're a genius. You're already doing a business with that. Good job. Oh my gosh. You made me just feel cool (laughs)
1: again, like twice in an hour. (laughs) This never happens. to me. (laughs) I'm like usually in mom mode, you know, all my kids are in Mm -hmm. school right now. So it's like, I I have a quiet time, but once they're home, you know, that shifts like, Exactly.
0: exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So favorite quotes. Um, I think you're like me, you probably just have stuff up everywhere in writing. I love writing. Like that's kind of my thing is having quotes around. So, um, so for you, you know, do you have, so when you're saying, do you have something that you say to yourself often, like what's one of the things that you use a lot in your business like
1: this? I always say to myself, um, I expand in abundance, success in love, and I help others do the same. And I always pause, like, um, it's from a book, The Big Leap. I don't know if you've ever read oh, nice. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's no. a fascinating book. I'm really into, like, psychology stuff, too, by the way. He's a psychologist, and he worked with, like, all kinds of famous people. But I expand in abundant success and love as I help others to do the same. So that's something I always say to myself. Um, and then I always say thank you. I just say thank you out to the universe. I just will think of something like if I'm laying in my bed, I'll just be like, thank you for my bed. Or if I'm taking a shower, thank you for this hot water. Like I, yeah. ju- I just say thank you a lot. Yeah.
0: So I want to read back that this is fun. I love asking this and then I love sending back what you, what you sent yeah, me. What did I, this is a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. th- so the first one, um, do you love it? Does it have a place and do you use it? Oh Yeah. And I feel like that's such a great, when you say things like that, you you help people evaluate, like, especially, you know, in their, in your work setting, but also just like, I feel like that can be applied almost anywhere Mm -hmm. in life. It it
1: always can. Yeah. Yeah. Also along those lines, like, yeah. Do you love it? Does it have a place in your life? I just did a little Insta post on that. Does this inspire me or does this expire me? Yeah. Yeah does this person inspire me or does this person expire me? You know, yeah. does this piece of clothing I'm about to wear, do I feel inspired by this or expired? Is it heavy? Yeah. The energy yeah. around this, like release that stuff. Just follow those. Yeah. Cues.
0: yeah. And then one of your other favorite quotes was if you go fa- if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah.
0: And then I love that you have a sticky on your doorway that says, How do you keep your values front and center in everything you do today?
1: Mm.
0: I feel like you need to put that on something better than a sticky note so that your kids <laughs> read it with you.
1: Actually, that's a good idea.
0: Because should... that's such a great conversation to have with them about what their values are. Like, yeah. even if your value today is kindness. You know, like if you're feeling cranky, you know, Mm -hmm. what's the thing, what's the one, as you're walking out the door, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what's the thing you want your kids to pick up and take with them Mm -hmm. today? What are those values, you know, what, you know, are, you know, are your values things like... You know, if it's something like integrity, you know, trying to explain integrity to, to a three or a five year old is hard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even if you say things like, you know, integrity means doing what you said you're going to do. So if you said you're going to put your shoes on, put your shoes on. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not, it doesn't have to be this big complicated idea. Mm-hmm. But coming down to something like that, you know, and just talking, it's a good opportunity for you to talk to your kids about your values without it feeling like really heavy.
1: Yeah. You know, actually that's that's good. Or even just truth telling. It's better to just tell the truth, you know, like I have that conversation, you know, recently I was thinking too, um, I saw something about this. It was about kidnapping or something. And that's like, it was a friend of mine's worry with her only daughter and yeah. and i'm like that's has never been a worry for me just because i know that statistically speaking kidnappings first of all they rarely happen and when they do it's usually someone the kid knows like an ex-parent mm-hmm. or grandma yeah. grandpa something like that but more than the kidnapping thing like i had a conversation with my daughter about in general people are good humans humans on the street are good people humans strangers driving in their car are good people
0: it's the behaviors you need
1: to watch out for so Mm -hmm. just be on alert of strange behaviors and if you sense anything like that 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 is the yellow flag you need to pay attention to because Mm -hmm. it's not it's not that humans are bad and you walk around in fear of like yeah being taken it's that Humans in general are good. They want to help and do good things and they lead busy lives and might have children mm-hmm. of their own and jobs and spouses, but just be aware of the, the strange behavior people mm-hmm. and walk away I think from think
0: One of the most important things that I've taught my children and even my teenager has had a couple of run-ins with this idea is adults never need help from a child, mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: the mm-hmm. if you are running into someone who is an adult that is trying to talk you into doing something because they need your help,
1: mm-hmm. they
0: are manipulating you. Yeah, you know, and like that's why you know when you're talking about kidnapping, mm-hmm. you know, the story mm-hmm. is always you know come help me find my puppy. Yeah, right. Or. You're, you know, or someone told me to come get you and you have to come with me and you're a stranger, get in my car. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 just Mm -hmm. adults don't need help from children. And like that's the, that's helped Mm
1: -hmm. in more
0: situations than I realized it would help, Mm -hmm. where if nothing else, they were able to just question, Mm -hmm. why are you asking this of me? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, and sometimes it was just weird context. And there was nothing bad about it, but it really helped them evaluate that piece.
1: Or just have awareness of it. Yeah, just to yeah. be aware of of that. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. I'm going to have um, that conversation. That's the next one. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay,
0: and then so if you, so I asked if you would want to get one thing done in the next year. You actually put, you put two things down. So I love that. Um, that you'd want to apply to school. So first question, what mm-hmm. school?
1: well just to get a masters in psychology or D or therapy some kind of therapy because i'm mm-hmm. just into that um people component mm-hmm. um, and behavior specifically like uh there's this line of psychology called cognitive behavioral therapy where your mind your thoughts affect you know what you're thinking but more importantly how you behave mm-hmm. and your thoughts can be false like your the story you're telling yourself may or may not be true and oftentimes it's not mm-hmm. um so so that's just of interest it's on my radar i would love to do it i've already taken two of the three prerequisites i nice. need because my degree is already like a decade old or two decades like whatever yeah. you know you need these prereqs yeah. even though you have your degree um so and then i have to apply so so we'll see but I just feel like I could really weave that into my business. My friends already call me an apparel therapist and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I love that kind of coined term, but yeah, if I could, you know, have the, I guess, credentials behind my name would give me a little more clout, right? Just education. So,
0: yeah. And then you wanted to expand on your speaking engagements. I am absolutely like dying to know. Like, okay, because you were talking about going to a big convention when I met you in the fall.
1: Yeah, so that happened. I, I flew to Florida for a. Yeah. It was a conference. Yeah. So that was. So,
0: cool. what was the conference, and were you speaking, and how did it go?
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I held a workshop, actually, really similar content to what. So we met at an event. It was like that. Yeah, it was an yeah. hour long. It was a little more structured, and but then I was also on a panel on stage, and that led to another speaking engagement at a at a mastermind that the woman who put this big event on. She hosts a mastermind, and I spoke at that. And that that presentation was totally different than the one at Edward Jones, but it just has led to this yeah. stuff. And I really like speaking and I, I like interacting with audiences and I'm really hoping and pushing for more speaking engagements this year. I'd like to, yeah. to get that ball rolling. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. yeah. So
0: we also talked a little bit about you having a book project that you were formatting and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that in a place where you want to talk any more about it?
1: I could. Yeah. I feel like my book is written. It's all together. It just needs to be massaged. I need someone to edit it, correct it,
0: yep. tell me it doesn't
1: make sense, or yep. fix this. Um, I want a killer cover. So I actually have it bound. It's like, you know, incorporate this this binding where you punch all the little holes and it's this coil. Mm-hmm. Like I have that book, <laughs> I just want to make it more robust with photos and a great cover, and and then like sell it at my speaking engagements. Yeah. So I I am in the process of researching that. I've yeah. gotten one quote, but it was just like so much money. Um, yeah. To pursue that avenue, it's like. Then do I self publish? I don't know. I'm trying to figure yeah. things out.
0: So lots of, lots of questions. Yeah. yeah. Lots of questions. Well, that's exciting. I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, so the last thing I always want to ask about is if you were going to shine a spotlight on kind of one thing right now, what would it be? And, you know, when I asked you this, that you said you wanted to shine a light on the Marco Polo app, tell me more about oh. the Marco Polo app. Like, what is it? Like, how does it work? I've never heard of it. So tell me like the whole pandemic story. Marco like did you find it pre-pandemic tell me all of it
1: (laughs) so the Marco Polo app is um, it's an app you record yourself a little video and someone receives it on the other end so my friends and I my two friends from childhood one I've known since third grade and the other since like seventh grade we connected uh let's see it would have been during the pandemic we've always been connected right like we would Come, Carrie would fly in from Colorado, and Wendy lives in the Tri-Cities, and the, me, this Wendy, I live in Seattle. You know, whenever we go back to Richland, we would hook up and, and meet yeah. for a drink or whatever, for lunch, or and then somehow we all got on this app, and we've been doing it ever since, and we talk every single day. Oh, wow. and so cool! What what this has led to is almost like. It's just an open forum where we can talk about our day, talk about our problems, talk about all the good things, talk about taking, you know, AJ to ballet or this coworker does this or finding the new job or, um, you know, my ex-husband this or my rental that. And it's just yeah. become <laughs> like a, a therapy place. Yeah, And I really look forward to receiving and giving my polos and it's just, it's like therapy, I guess, because when you ask your friends, what's up, you know, they will tell you if you have good friends, (laughs) like they, you know, they legitimately, um, will be like, you need to pull your head out of your, you know, the ground (laughs) and, uh, get it together or they'll encourage you to do to go for it or whatever
0: yeah. the thing, so. Yeah, but like, you know, like you were saying, you know, they, they ground you, correct you and call you out. And I just think, yeah, that's friends. That's really yeah. good friends. You know, yeah. that's, that's just how that works, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, there's so much about that, that like, we forget, you know, mm-hmm. that if we don't have mm-hmm. people who can ground you and can really be honest with you. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. you know it, it's hard to be able to share with somebody who doesn't know you really well and I feel like that's the the blessing of having really old friends like people who've known you through a lot of stuff yeah because you don't have to fill in yeah. why something right. is significant
1: and you know so much of it too they get me the way I am like we grew up together right in this yeah um, town. And, and we kind of understand each other's backgrounds and our parents and why we do the things we do and why we think the way we think and how we grew up, which leads into so much of how we make decisions to this day. Oh, yeah. So it's just, um, yeah, they know me, right? Like they know me, they know my family, the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs. I know theirs. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel really lucky and special that yeah, we've had this app and the app brought us together. Without that, we wouldn't, without that platform, legit, we would not be where we are today. So So my my
0: curiosity on the app, can you like go back in time and like look at stuff that you posted Mm -hmm. a year ago or whatever, like it kind of stays as a a record of your conversation in a good way?
1: Yep, it's yeah. there. That's one thing we've talked about if we could change the app, the things we would add and like how we would um improve it and we would be able to earmark polos. Yeah. So that's not something that this app allows you to do, but like if my girl Wendy gives me a really juicy nugget about something like her wisdom in that area, yeah. I want to go back and listen to that but um I would I would legit have to scroll for like a year. Right, it's hard to find. Yeah, Yeah, super hard to find. Yeah. So there's not a way to catalog the good stuff, you know, the stuff you need to revisit when you're ready to hear it again. um, Yeah, stuff like that. And
0: I just feel like for you, you know, especially because my kids are so (laughs) much older than yours now, you know, that this time this like three to three to five, you know, to like age 10, like now to like age 10. Like there's so many things that go from being, they go from being every day to disappearing. So it's like this, Mm. that thing that you always did when they were three, you never know when the last day you did it was until it's been like a month when you haven't done it anymore. And you look back and go, Oh, we're not doing that anymore because mm-hmm. they're just these daily things. And I feel like with what you're sharing with your friends right now is yeah. so precious. For I mean, even if it's just like your your child is doing ballet now, and five years from now you'll be like, "Oh, right, that's when you were doing ballet." You know, just mm-hmm. that that precision of a time frame. Yeah, um, that it'd be really fun. You know, for and I'm glad that you can go back and see those from each other.
1: Yeah. Um, Because I feel like there's a neat
0: story that you
1: could build out of that, you know. Totally. I I feel like, so all of our kids are different ages. Um, Yeah. Carrie just has one daughter that's like, I think nine, Avery's nine. And Wendy has four kids. Her oldest is 18. Um, And so I will always constantly, I feel like asking them, God, the twins today, or Amelie this, or this meltdown. How did you deal with that? What do I take on a plane for two 10-hour stints, you know? <laughs> and and Wendy's always like, dice work for me. We played these dice games in the airport, yeah. and balloons, you know, they're three, and yeah. and just things that are really lightweight and small. But, um, and I'm like, oh, see, I never would have thought of that. And she's so much further ahead, having conversations about you know, the like marijuana and sex and grades and just all the progression. I'm like, please remind me of this when my daughter's when like, I get there. Yeah. <laughs> 13. And, you know, Like yeah. anyway, so it's, it's good for me to hear like what's happening because so much of it, I won't, I don't have a pulse on a 15 year old and, yeah. and these like cigarettes that are flavorful and. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, I just don't yeah. know about these things, but they are in it, right? They're yeah. in this whole middle school, high school arena right now. In, in the thick of it. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So well, and so their, good. Yeah. And
0: their children will be so differently impacted by the pandemic than yours. Yours mm-hmm. won't really remember it. It will still impact mm-hmm. them, but they won't remember it where theirs are all old enough that they will have some cognitive memory of it. Yeah. You know, and I was going to ask you. So, on, like, sorry, I'm going back to your book because my brain's just like thinking about what's going on in your world and ways you can apply what you're doing right now. Like, the book I want to read from you is mm-hmm. like the psychology of fashion. Like, oh, I want to read cool. you yeah. talking about either working with people, like if the story's appropriate, mm-hmm. or the. Because I don't feel like we. I feel like we're dismissive of how fashion
1: mm-hmm.
0: impacts our life because we look at it as trivial and like, Oh, it's trendy or whatever. And people are trying to do mm-hmm. certain things with trend. And I feel like trend is the background noise, mm-hmm. but like what you were talking about, about when even just, you know, cause we're not recording the video today, but watching you when you're like, you know, this is what I'm wearing, you know, something that inspires me like
1: mm-hmm.
0: drilling in on the psychology of that. So why, yeah. why does that thing for you not? Cause like something that you wear, I would feel quite awkward wearing and mm-hmm. something I love wearing. You might feel uncomfortable. At. Like, so it's that whole, like, what is it about a garment, you know? And like, even if you're talking about color or, fabric or weight. Cause I feel like the, when I hear women talk about clothes, I, I hear them talk about a feeling of strength that comes from their clothes. Like Mm -hmm. there is confidence that comes from their clothes. And I think, you know, you probably have a quiet confidence in your gym clothes that you don't see that other people see. Because mm-hmm. you wear different gym clothes and they do like, but it's that, mm-hmm. what are those things that we put on that make us, that allow us to embody a different part of ourselves? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I love that because those are juicy stories that I could tell you just the psychology of my clients. Yeah. Um, so like one story that immediately came to, I wrote it down because I didn't want to lose the thought, but so. I deal a lot with bodies, right? And body shapes and body sizes. And there was one client and she was, you know, overweight and just women like put themselves down and, and refuse to buy anything new until they lose weight until they get back to their size. And there was one client and she, she just was fed up with it. She decided, you know, I always ask why now, why this? And she's like, I'm just tired of feeling this way. I'm not losing the weight. It's been 10 years I've been thinking about doing this and it's just not happening. The irony of it is once we worked together and bought clothes that fit her body for the size and shape she was today, Mm -hmm. you know, when I followed up three months later and asked, how's everything going? How are your new clothes? You know, is there anything else I can help you with or support you with? She says, Well, I'm not wearing any of my clothes, right? And immediately my heart sank. I was like, Oh no, she's back and you know, her rut, but she's like, They don't fit anymore. I've lost so much weight since working with you that the clothes we purchased don't even fit me. And so I'm like, That is the biggest win I've ever had. Like, if the psychology, if that's not. Reverse psychology at its best, right? Yeah. Like you're waiting, she's waiting to lose weight before she buys a single thing. Instead, she reversed that, decided to go buy all the clothes anyway for her her fat body. Her today. current size, yeah. Her current size that she perceives as fat and unfit and doesn't want to dress. And fast forward three months, she's so happy with how she looks that the weight's coming off, right? I mean, and it takes effort and she's putting in action in this area. It didn't just happen. It didn't just happen, but it started with a first step. And that was just making a move in any direction towards your goals. And if your goal is to look good, um, you know, start somewhere. Maybe that's reaching out to a stylist. Maybe that's walking 10 minutes in one direction and 10 minutes in the other for a 20 minute walk, you know? Yeah. Um, but the other story I thought of was the lab coat study. And I think I told you this one. Oh,
0: yes. Please share the lab coat study as our clothes. That would be I, awesome.
1: Okay. I love this one because, and I actually really need to look it up and get a really good pulse on who did the study and why and for how long. But yeah. the, the gist of it is they studied a group of people and had them take an attention related test and they split the group up into they gave half the group a white lab coat and then the other half they had take the test and the, the plain clothes they had on that day. And over and over again, the group that's outperforming is the group in the white lab coat. So the question is why, well, what is it about that lab coat? Like, what does it make you think of a lab coat, right? A scientist. Like, a scientist I'm, I'm smart. Great. I'm educated. Um, I'm a I doctor. Have, maybe. I have earned this. Thing. I've earned something. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a position to, to qualify for the thing. So the the people in the white lab coat are outperforming those that aren't wearing it. So they're teasing this out and they're actually concluding that what you wear has an impact on how you perform. Mm-hmm. So in the past, I feel like women have always known that what we wear impacts how we feel, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't measure a feeling. Right. But you can measure performance. Yeah. So they're basically just proving you know, what we inherently know already, but they needed a way to to do it. So the lab coat measured the performance and the conclusion is that what you wear has an impact on how you perform. So I asked my clients, what's your lab coat? What's that thing? Mm-hmm. Tracy's lab coat, this is to yeah. your point, is different than Wendy's lab coat, yep. is different than you know, Stephanie's lab coat, mm-hmm. like for some of us, it's for some of my clients, it's their high heels. They love right. a power heel. Right. Um, some it's a blazer for some it's their lipstick, right? If they're meeting with a client or their boss, like they're going to make sure they have their red lipstick on cause they feel the most powerful in that. Yeah. Um, or, or they at least like commanded different presence in that thing they're wearing yeah. and that's the key. So you want to have awareness of those white lab coats in your life and get more of that. Yeah. Get more white lab coats. Get more white lab coats. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean figuratively speaking, right? Yes, yes. I mean you could walk around in a white lab coat. People would probably think you were like coming off a UW campus. Exactly. The chemistry lab or something yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: But- the, the the whole other like what happens when you wear the white lab coat out of context. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So, I mean, it might look pretty good with heels and lipstick, right? Right. It, it might. So, no,
0: no, no. oh yeah, we, wait, we will not go there. Nope. Nope. Don't yeah. go there.
1: Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Wendy, I'm going to wrap up and say, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. Thank you for the plug for my book, for my audience. I have a book coming up oh, sure. called Growing Back to Work. Um, it's going to be released in May. Um, it's designed to help moms go through the process of figuring out really what they want to do next, but also, especially if you're at home with kids is your main focus, can you go back to work and when? So that'll be coming out in May, but Wendy, you know, if you're looking for Wendy, you can find her at stylebywendy.com. Oh, style Wendy. Yes, yeah, stylebywendy.com. Style I want to get your by website Wendy, yeah. wrong. Yeah, stylebywendy.com. Yeah. Um, she's in a lot of other places as well. It'll be in the show notes. And uh just wanted to say thank you again, Wendy. I really yeah. appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Tracy. Have a good day. Yep,
0: you too. Thanks so much for listening to Good Life Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at goodlifestories.com for more show notes and additional episodes please subscribe and consider rating and reviewing the show on Spotify or Apple podcasts to help others connect to us. What do you know with a good life story? I would love to hear from you. Good life stories, creating connection one story at a time.